Guys, we're back again for another episode and like I said, today we're going to talk about something again that's different and unique, um, but I think relative to those of you who are in the business space, those of you who are becoming entrepreneurs or wanting to be entrepreneurs, um, and, this, and just those of you who just want to get the best out of life, um, today's conversation, I think we're going to speak a lot about value, we're going to speak about vision, we're going to speak about building, um, and last week we spoke about mental resilience. So some of those things will come up again today. So I just spoke with Tony Silva, who I think is one of the most formidable, one of the most um, or soon to be desired creatives out there, not just a tailor. I think that's too small to give a title um, to, I think a creative. And I think what it takes to be a creative, and she mentioned herself, is focus and discipline. So if she gives herself enough time, if she doesn't get caught up or excited or even distracted by the things that happens around her, I think she can become one of the greatest in the space. She can be one of the people that determine what fashion in the world should look like or what creative or creativity rather in the world should look like. I hope you were inspired by last week's talk and you took some notes down. Um, I just have to go back because every week we do these talks, I want us to have in mind my aims and my goals and my objectives. I'm not talking to the world. I'm only talking to a few people who have the appetite to hear something different. I didn't say better, I said different. And in that difference, maybe you can come up with a different result. So if you are doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, you do know psychology will call that a form of madness. And so what I present to you with all sense of respect is an alternative, is something different, a different outlook of life um, and a way to challenge yourself into getting yourself into the realms that actually make you relevant. So like I said, we'll go into that kind of talk today. <clears throat> uh, and I really want to start off by one of the thoughts that my mentor and leader shared a while back that is really, really, really sitting on me because I look at, and I don't know if you see this yourself, I look at people that I used to celebrate. There was one particular lady, actually. I used to celebrate her so much, think she was amazing. I used to sit in her house and even do talks like this um, and think she was the bee's knees and uh, she was going places and, you know, you'd be even impressed to call such a person a mentor my question would be, what happens to such a person that was once reigning and now seemingly is a nobody? What happens? And so it brought me back to the thought or the question that PT posed or the statement rather that Pastor Toby Edibuega, my mentor, posed. And he said that success is a perishable good. I'm going to pause for a second because I think the pause kind of gives you time to just be like, hmm. I'll repeat it. Success is a perishable good. And um, why would I say that? And why would one say that? You would think that success would just be continuous. No, if you're not careful and you are not evolving and there are not fundamental practices put in front of you, Success is a perishable good, meaning that one day you can look like you're reigning, the next day you can be a nobody. 
If you don't have a concrete plan and a concrete vision for your life and for where you are going and what you are doing and you are excited only by what you're seeing right now, then your destination is actually to perish. But if you're a forward-thinking person and you're planning and preparing for the future, meaning that you do not settle in today, you are preparing what tomorrow will look like, then like I said last week, science being, uh, success being scientific, you're setting yourself up for a legacy of greatness, a legacy of continued success. How does one get to that place? It still starts off with our mindset. It starts off by what we believe in, what we accept, what we embrace, what we choose and deliberately choose to believe for ourselves. I'm very, very confident and bold enough to say that I'm going to be one, one of the most wealthiest people ever, not by what you see today, because I'm okay to have an exponential life meaning that one minute it can look like this, then it can look like that, but it's still going up. And success is actually like that. It's never straight. It's always exponential. You will reach highs, then you will get to lows. In all of those phases of life, it's all only getting you closer to that place of permanent success. Now that takes time. It takes time. It takes focus. It takes concentration. It takes you understanding the vision of your life or the vision of the thing that you're called to do on a very detailed basis or a very detailed, in a very detailed way. Again, how do we get to these things so that it's not just mere talks? Practically, what does it look like? I gave you the example of one of the lead ladies that I used to look up to and think this woman is really going places. She's got a lovely house, beautiful car, had a book about marriage, even looked like she had the best marriage, um, had all the money, uh, had all these businesses. Then one day it just seemed like everything went. Everything crashed. And I asked myself, what happened? If you are not deliberate, and this is why I sit down with my family as often. I talk every day if I have to. I challenge and examine myself every day. Nikki, what are you trying to achieve? Nikki, what are you doing? Are you getting caught up in this moment? Or are you still looking ahead? So what do I do? Number one, I examine myself. Evaluation is the engine oil of progression. If I'm sitting down challenging myself every day on my values, every day on my belief system, every day on my vision, I'm preparing myself to keep getting better. Please, I really want to emphasize the fact that success is scientific just as much as it is perishable. So number one is self-examination. After I've examined myself, what do I need to do? I'm not looking for money first. That would be the wrong thing for anybody to do is to run around looking for money. Money comes to those, of those people who have goods and services that money should be uh, uh, tailored for or given to. So I don't chase money. I actually chase how do I get better? I actually look at how do I improve myself? How do I get more skilled up? 
How do I become more relatable? How do I become more effective? I'm looking at getting better. So most people don't have a money problem. Your problem is a getting better problem. You don't have the patience to get better. And let me tell you something about patience, right? Some of you don't have to be patient. The world and all of its problems will make you patient by force. If you're a man of vision and a man of understanding, you will understand that in that time of patience, it isn't just you sitting down doing nothing. Patience is actually asking you to get better. Patience is actually asking you to look at everything with an objective eye, a subjective eye, and then to draw proper conclusion based on concrete analysis. The generation that we're in right now is very much, we want it now, we want it quickly, but it's never sustainable. If success is going to be sustainable, if success is going to be permanent, it's going to be premeditated and it will take time. It will take you being patient. It will take you having some times where things don't look the way you think they should look. You've got dips in your finances, dips in relationships. Then you've got highs in finances. That is an exponential movement. That is the road to success. And if you can embrace patience after having full self-examination of you, then you're on the right trajectory. So I've given you number one, which is to self-examine. Then number two, because if you're listening to me, you're listening to me knowing that you're either under leadership or you have leadership or you're looking at leadership right now uh, uh, and you're looking at the results of the leaders in front of you. You're seeing people who have done it. I spend a lot of time reading now. I read autobiographies. I read books about uh, philosophers, men and women who have conquered wars, who have taken on challenges, books around world leaders. I think my most recent read would be um, a book on Hillary Clinton, actually. Uh, and it's quite an interesting read. I won't go into it so that you can go and find the book and read it yourself in your own time, because that's part of my self-analysis. My self-evaluation is to get to know um, uh, things in more detail, in more detail, because knowledge is power. So I'm reading these books on leadership and success, not because I just want to become a leader, but I want to understand the fundamentals of their pain how they dealt with problems, how they came out of tumultuous times and difficult times, how they overcame. Because on the road of success, you will hit hard times. There will be days, there will be months and seasons where it looks like you're not going to become anything, where nothing is going to happen. If I, again, look at the journey of my life and me being a, a national and following PT, I remember the days when doors were shut on us. We were trying to do a service on a Sunday and the doors were shut and we didn't know what to do. But we remembered, we didn't know, and I say we, as in the congregation didn't know what to do, but PT, because he's a man of a vision, knew exactly how to lead us. He's a man with a plan. At that point, we should have failed. At that point, we should have wrapped up church. But for him, he was looking at this as a perfect opportunity for us to really show the world how much our vision has life. How true to he is to what he believes in. 
So after you've examined yourself, the next thing you're going to go and do is check your vision again. Check that what you are seeing is accurate. Check what you see is what you believe. Because if you don't, when hard times come, they will knock you. When hard times face you, you will not know how to get yourself up. You will find it difficult to know how to maneuver. Problems are there to teach you how to maneuver well. Pain is there to teach you how to get stronger. So keep your eyes on the vision. What does Tony Silver, for example, because she's the one that we saw today, what does she do when she doesn't get more clients? What does she do when she doesn't have people that are running to her to, be t to get their tailoring or uh, people are not running to her to get a design or this, that and the other? She's got to look inwardly. She's got to first tailor herself. She's got to make sure she's meeting the demands of the people. Then she goes out and begins to market herself and market her brand. She cannot expect people to come to her and come find her. No. You know, one of the greatest history books that are out there to mankind, which you and I will refer to as the Bible, will teach us how Jesus, who I know formally as Yehoshua, it will show us his interaction with humanity. The history book will tell us that he will go from place to place, person to person. What I recognized by what he was doing was making himself more marketable. He was placing himself in a position where he can become more successful. So if you're running a business today and you're saying, well, I don't have any clients, have you gone out to go and get them? Have you made yourself marketable? Yehoshua, who came from God with all his divinity, knew that he had to come down in human form to be marketable, to be amongst the people, to patronize people so that they can patronize him and see him as a commodity of hope. When I look at myself as Pastor Nikki or Nikki O or whoever you want to refer me as, I'm first looking at myself as the brand. Am I marketable enough? So many of you will know some of my journey. I had to go and lose weight because I want to be sure that I'm marketable to every man. Can a five-year-old look at Pastor Nikki and want to patronize her? And want to take from her and find her resourceful and useful? As much as the 65-year-old can do that. And I think with the little bits of success that I've seen, we've proven that. But I don't settle there. We keep going. But I've seen that through the examples in front of me from Pastor Toby uh, um, and all of the greats that I read up and look into. I've seen them evolve. I've seen them metamorphosize into things that they didn't start off to be in, but the vision is always the same. How do we advance humanity? How do we get progressive in the things that we do? If Tony Silva is going to scale up, and she mentioned that she needs to get, you know, do more promotions, doing more things. Promotions come as a result of you being more marketable, you being in people's faces. In fact, the marketplace always refers to a community, a type of people, a setting of people that want to patronize whatever it is you're trying to sell to them. So I'm looking at how do I get more sellable? I don't know if that's English, but we're going to make it English for the sake of this podcast. Is that okay? <laughs> How do we get more sellable? 
Why would people want to purchase Tony Silva? Or why would people want to purchase a Pastor Nikki more than somebody else? I've made myself marketable. From every post I post, from every talk I talk, from every podcast, from every live, every interaction with the next person, I'm marketing myself. That is business one-on-one. And I think it's something that most people fail in. You can have the best skill. It doesn't matter if you cannot market it. You can have the best ideology. It does not matter if you cannot market it. So I remember the days after being shut on the doors of the, the of of that building being shut on us. I think that's when we we actually became more of a commodity, more marketable. We started getting going out there. We started using social media. We started doing things like campaigns um, in the streets. We started going out there and doing things that would get attention. Because we so believed in what we were and what we were trying to sell to the world. Not religion, but relationship. We so believed in the fact that we have what it takes to raise wealthy, young, rich, black, white people. We believe in it. And so we started marketing ourselves according to that. So what are the things that you believe? I go back to the point, success is perishable. Get into your space, get into your industry, understand that industry for what it is. Know it for its fullness. Know it for its fullness, be principled in it, and then begin to build. Please, don't despise time. Don't despise you having the times of being in isolation so that you can build something that is sustainable. Again, most communities are not patient for that. But unfortunately, even in their not being patient, the life itself has made them patient for other things. Or life itself has made them patient anyway. As in you, you're having to wait, and in your waiting, nothing great is happening. You're having to work a 60-hour week job. You're doing all these things because you weren't patient enough to foster and build upon the ideologies that you have. Be patient to wait. And when you have a strong community of people like we do here, then what you're waiting for, the benefit of it, what it will eventually produce is enough to allow the next generation to feed on your ideology because you are patient enough to see it through. Success is a perishable good. If you don't want to change, it's because you don't want to. If you can blatantly see things are happening good for other people out there, yet you decide deliberately not to change, it's because you don't want to. And most times, the reason why people don't want to change is because you haven't built enough mental resilience to deal with the toughness that comes as a result of change. Money is a response to your time. Money is a response to the goods and services that you've provided. Please don't ask for money if you do not have a burden. Don't chase money if you don't have a problem you are trying to solve. Because what will be the reason for you to have money? To squander it? 
Money is there as information. Money is there as a result of you exchanging what you have with goods and services or for goods and services. So Tony Silver should have money because they have a service that they're providing. Tony Silver should be very wealthy if they see the demand that is in front of them. Fashion is constantly evolving. If you find a space in that evolution, then definitely you should have money because you're solving a problem there. What if I don't like the fashion that is being presented to me outside, but you've come with an alternative? That alternative needs funding. I think the mindset of most people is just, I just want money because it makes me feel comfortable. I'm sorry. Let me be honest with you. As soon as money comes into my hands, I'm very quick to get rid of it. <clears throat> because that's where I find I'm most powerful. That's where I find I'm most powerful. When I don't have, and I tell you why. What I have on the inside of me, which is called vision, is a money maker by itself. So the minute I keep operating in my vision, more money keeps coming. So just to prove that my vision is clear, Every time funds come my way, I'm very quick to relinquish them and let my vision recreate the next set of finances that it needs for me to journey on. It's called evolution. It's called the road to success or the road called success rather. Your business, your idea, the things that you're trying to come up with today, if they are not solving the problems of humanity, if they are not progressive, if you're not getting better at them, if you're not beginning to think, how do I own my space? You will struggle when hard times come because you will ask questions like, what's happening to me? Everything that is happening to you right now is necessary, necessary for you to leave the kind of legacy and to build the kind of thing, to build the kind of thing you claim that you see. And most times the things that are worthwhile, they're not physical. And I remember this very well, again, from my mentor, <clears throat> when he mentioned legacy is not what you leave for people, it's what you leave in them. What has been put into me, what will be put into the next set of people isn't money given to them. It's actually vision, ideology, philosophy, family that has made us and built us. And that's why I can never not be successful. Never, ever. I wish I had time today to begin to define what success actually means in terms of um, dictionary definitions and things like that. And because these podcasts are free-flowing, I don't want them to be too rigid. I don't want it to be too strict. I want it to be constant thought-provoking, constant challenging, constant thinking. So don't expect for me to even speak fluidly at times. I can go from place to place. But I want you to catch the drift that if you're not sitting down, getting better, then you have no business to ask for money. The reason why somebody yesterday could have made a lot of money is for that time they were fine 
But what they didn't do during that time of when they were making funny money and uh, I said funny, they were making money during that time of them building and them looking like they had so many things. They didn't spend the time that they should have to keep getting better. That's why I'd say don't make or don't put a permanent solution on a temporary matter. Don't base your life on what you see right now. Because if you do, you won't be able to get better for tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, you will know what to do. You didn't prepare for it. That's the evaluation. Like I said, the second step will be leadership. And emulating leadership. I think my, sex, my success journey has just been to copy, paste, and repeat. I've seen somebody do it. Again, that's why I spend a lot of time reading books because some people have already done the things that I'm trying to do. I'm scaling it up, of course, but there are things that I may not need to go through because somebody else's experience has gone through it for me. There are some things that money will help me pay for that I don't need to go through. For example, when building some of the 28 businesses that we have, there are some expertise that I'm not going to sit down and begin to learn. But somebody outside has been to uni and studied it. I just need to give them the money for it. So that would be the third thing. Relationship building. It's how you keep yourself on the road of success. Understand people for who they are. I tell a lot of the young ladies and gentlemen around me, you can't change people. You can only change yourself. Once you change yourself, you open the room up for another person to look in and decide whether or not they want to change too. You can't channel somebody else's evolution. You can only challenge and channel your own. But if you're going to maintain relationship, you have to accept people for who they are. Some people are just destined to not be great. Tough pill to swallow. And actually, as a leader, for me, it's probably been one of the hardest pills to swallow because in my head, I just want everyone to be great. But for some people, their destiny is to just not be great. So does that mean I'm going to stop changing? No, I have to keep going. Have to keep evolving. Otherwise, where I'm going or where we're going, we won't get to. What I'm trying to become, we will never see. Because I'll be trying to get the person that, is, that, that I'm hoping will change to try and change, knowing that they can never. A goat is never going to be a sheep. They are a goat. No matter how much you try and clothe them, no matter how much you try and feed them like a sheep or train them like a sheep, they're always going to be a goat. They will be stubborn. So in order for you to maintain relationships, you have to understand people for what they are. Allow people to be who they are so that you can be what you need to be. You, are, you will be on the road to success. And if you're on the road to success and they stay close to you, I think success for them will also be inevitable. One thing that is permanent in life is change. Now, you have the uh, responsibility to evolve with change. Some people choose to, others choose not to. 
for those of you who are in the building phase right now, you have to be very market-based. You have to be somebody who's very much outside, but also very much on the inside. You have to be somebody that can go out, but also be somebody that can stay in. Very malleable. Be everything to everybody, but also be nothing to no one. That is where I think that, that, that I think keeps us neutral. It keeps us on a neutral playing field, meaning that, meaning that nothing excites us, nothing gets us down. That helps you grow because things will come in on your journey and you'll be wondering why is this happening? You've created a product for somebody today and they haven't paid you. Do you get upset? No, you keep moving. You actually, it should give you the inspiration to know that you have a product that is worth selling. Somebody wants it. Maybe they just don't have the money for it just yet. So you, got, you start looking at in, into the market for the people who actually deserve your product, who are actually tailored for your tailoring. I hope that makes sense. If you look at the kind of things that Tony Silver makes, that's not just for anyone and everyone. There's a certain market that is dependent on that. I see her stuff in Knightsbridge. I see your stuff globally in Italy, in Paris on runways, on catwalks. I see it there. But the people you're selling to now, they're not your clients. They're not your customers. Why? Because you didn't do market research. You didn't go and get better with your craft. And getting better in your craft is knowing the people around you, knowing who your, who your client base is, having relationships with people who are trying to manufacture the things that you're making with your bare hands. It's relationship building. If you spent enough time being in, when will you spend enough time being out so that you are in the marketplace patronizing your services, your skills, your goods, and your gift to the people who would actually pen, uh, patronize your things properly? It's market research. Success is a perishable good. So don't let your eyes be caught up in temporary success. That's how the regressive man behaves. The regressive man looks at small success and makes his whole life around that small success. It's quickly taken if you're not getting better. So there's three things I've given to you today for you to look at in more detail. Number one, your self-evaluation. Number two, how you respond to leadership and how you respond to the things that leadership does. Otherwise, you know, the word leadership will just become a very frivolous word if we don't, if we don't, if we don't take it down. So I think next week, that's what I will focus on the most, leadership. Leadership is everything. Without leadership, it will be the reason why most, in fact, this world does not go around. Every country, every state needs a leader so that there is fully there is full functionality for that country. Without leadership, the people are scattered. They will know what to do. I think the installment of leadership comes as a result of vision being given to a person. 
And the third thing I've mentioned today is relationship building. The first relationship that anybody has to have is with themselves. And that goes to point number one in examination, evaluation. That being the engine oil of progression. Does Tony Silver sit down after every day of work asking, what did I actually do with myself? Did I think about this? Did I think about resources and money? Did I look at different materials? I was watching something on the internet the other day on how um, in one African country, um, how they make silk out of what we know as a vegetable. The world is evolving. Why? Because the demand of things is constant. If there is no demand, there's no reason for you to have money. If there is no goods or services being patronized or created or made, there is no reason for you to have money. If you are not helping people to better their lives, then why should you have money? I'll focus in these conversations over the next couple of weeks and I may just do a four-part, five-part podcast until I get into the next endeavor or the next experiment. Why? Because I'm also challenging myself to get better. You know, some people are not naturally talkative and until I met leadership, I thought I was very shy. I think I still am actually, but I understand that in order for me to be progressive and for the people around me to be progressive, I need to speak. What is the one thing that you need to do to set you apart? What is the one thing that you're going to look at this week and determine that this is what I'm going to put my attention to? This is Monday morning or Monday evening, Monday afternoon or whatever time or day you're watching this one because it is a YouTube vlog. You're asking yourself, what one thing am I going to do this week that will set me apart, that will make me better? It may just be that book that you've been avoiding. It may just be that conversation that you were supposed to have. It may just be that plate under your bed you need to move. Whatever that one thing is, do it and do it well. Do it with intentionality that I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm talking to world leaders. I'm talking to people who are like-minded with me that would say things like 20 million in six months. That's why I said that this podcast isn't for everyone. It's not supposed to be. It's for someone who can embrace difference, absorb difference, and live up to it. The last thing I'm going to mention to you all, and I mentioned it on a podcast I did on, on Sunday, I believe, is the ability to adapt. Now, that's not one of my three points. This is just something that I think that everybody must understand. The reason why... Most people don't evolve the way they're supposed to. Naturally, mankind, humanity, and even some animals have the ability to adapt to different environments. Now, adapting is good only when adaptation is with vision. If you're trying to adapt without vision, you will remain in the position that you are, which causes you to lack success or continued success. You will only see success in accordance to where you are at that time. So adapting is important and crucial, but you've got to adapt with vision. Adapting means uh, embracing what is new, what is a change, what is different. 
if you cannot embrace what is new, what is different, you wouldn't even recognize what new is. So everything has to be around vision. Success has to be around vision. You evolving into the next phase of you or adapting into the next phase of you must be centered around vision. Otherwise, it will keep you at a place of non-progression. Progressive people understand that evolution and adaptation is a temporary and continuous move. I think you understand that. I hope you understand that because these are the things that will set you apart on the road to success. Remember how I started today. Success is a perishable good as much as it is scientific. If you are not evolving and you're not adapting to new changes and new challenges, then it's likely you're just staying still. Meaning that you will not see new results. You will not see new finances. You've got to get up and embrace the change. For those of you who are looking around for money right now, you've got targets that you're trying to reach. You've got people you're trying to meet. Get up and do something different. Challenge yourself. Look at your situation and say no more. This is not part of the plan. I hope you're taking something from today. I hope you're going to look into these things and critically ask yourself certain questions and draw up right conclusions. You don't have to agree with everything that I've said, but I want you to think around it. And I'm only speaking on the things that have made me. Allow people to be who they are so that you can be who you need to be. That goes into point number three of relationships. So as everybody else is living life vicariously, you're choosing to settle down and be focused. I told some of the team around me, we're going to stop doing this and stop doing that so that we can focus on winning. I got a very interesting message today from an athlete who messaged me and she said, Pastor Nikki, you know, I haven't even been around you long enough, but you're rubbing off on me. She's just bought a new car and it's a Range Rover. I said, I wanted to respond back to say, that can't be a rub off because the next car I'm going to get, I don't know if you're going to be able to match up, but if you stay around long enough, success is also contagious. So whatever it is that I do, you will naturally have if you, keep, if you can keep evolving with me. So there may be people around my camp that is, they're just there. They're around Pastor Nikki or around Nikio. But there are people that are also with Pastor Nikio. So they're with the evolution. If you can keep evolving, you will have better than what I have. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your week, um, the rest of your month or whatever it is that you're doing. And you're practically thinking about ways on how you can keep getting better. You know, motivational speakers will say things like, if you don't get better, you'll become bitter. I'll leave you on that. <laughs>